0: I was too busy trading while you guys are talking, so that's why I wasn't on. Did you make any move? (laughs) Yeah, you know, I sold a little Boeing this morning. I sold some uh, Penn. As usual, Penn is higher this morning. And I sold some uh, Credit Suisse because, you know, it's trading pretty heavy overseas. And uh, I got a couple orders out there, but it's unbelievable i went to sleep last night thinking this market would be down 250 especially after the bible holder you know and it's up again so um
1: yeah the reopening trumps all this other stuff i think people you know he's a
0: he's a let's face it he's a nut job but besides that you know we're talking about the market And um, the one thing I read this morning, which was really interesting, um, I think JP Morgan put it out, or I'm pretty sure it was JP Morgan. And they were talking about how much money there is on the sidelines. And we've talked about this before. And people in their minds just say to themselves, there is no freaking way this market should be where it is. There's nothing but bad news out there. Everything is horrible. Valuations are through the roof, probably the highest in 20 years. And you know and then you read about where the money is, and there's just a tremendous amount of money that is on the sidelines. It's in money markets. Uh, pension funds have the wrong uh, ratios as far as uh, bonds and stocks. And as long as that is there and as the underlying situation, any sell-off is gonna be met with uh, pretty solid buying. Now, on the other hand, what we gotta think about is that um, there's a tremendous amount of people playing momentum stocks and these um, names that come out every day. Oh, I just, I never heard of that one. I better get in some of that. And um, I think that is where the market could be really vulnerable, and you never know when it's going to happen. But there's a lot of yeah. those names, and I, I would put DraftKings in there. I would put probably ten. Yep. Dan brought ben. that up
1: yesterday. Kramer bringing up DraftKings. I'm gonna. I, I've made some good money on that short term. I'm gonna. And go it's up again.
0: Yeah, and, um, so. up again. Yeah, of course And Zoom. <laughs> Zoom is another one. Zoom is not a monopoly. There's a lot of companies that do what Zoom does. It's up again today. I don't know. When did the earnings come out, Mike? Did they I come think tomorrow,
1: out? Tomorrow or Thursday. Yeah. I'm, I'm waiting till after earnings to look at
2: that. Today? So could, today? They come out today. Yeah.
0: yeah. I mean, these stocks have a limited upside as far as I'm concerned because the fundamentals at some point has to take over. And there's other companies that do what Zoom does
1: and security issues. I mean, they've their everything has just been perfect storm for them
0: yeah. in a so great to way. Me, if you're looking for stocks to buy, I mentioned uh, the oils yesterday, the other day. I was going to bring up
1: BP today as a good buy. BP's I, up know, a
0: dollar something pre-market. Chevron looks great. If you look at Chevron's long-term chart, the 20 day has crossed over the 50 day, which is a positive sign. Technically, for a stock, and you know it could run up to hundred and five. You know, people are going to start looking for areas of the market that have not moved because they think everything is getting ridiculous. So maybe the oils are the last hurrah for a while. It's interesting.
2: Uh, I got some. I got some uh, interesting thing that came up last night, and I don't know why nobody's talking about it. Um Warren Buffett on Friday purchased a ton of Liberty Media. The stock symbol is LSXMK and they have a huge stake in serious radio. He's basically making a big bet in the media podcast game. And this is the first thing Buffett's done since white big deficient selling out a lot of his stock i don't know why it's not getting any media attention i uh, have a subscription to this service that shows you when big gurus make trades, and that popped up on the radar that buffett took on a huge position in that company so i thought that was interesting because he Is a guy who, you know, I I don't know what the reasoning is, but obviously a few weeks ago or maybe a month and a half ago at this point, he was beyond bearish on the market and seems like he didn't even trust what was going on with the Fed. And I thought that we should talk about that. Is it pressure from his shareholders for just being on the sidelines or is he trying to find companies that have room to run and... You know, it, it, I was looking, I oh, maybe I'll ride trade with them because it's hardly really moved since he bought it, and it seems like it's a company that you know has only been on the stock exchange for a couple of years. That they have an interesting chart. You guys want to take a look at the chart right now? I'm curious what you think.
0: Yeah, I'm looking at the chart right now. It looks like at that point, it got that same look as some of the banks and uh, oil stocks that. You know it's just starting to break through and um you know it came down from 51 and changed down to 23. so already up 50 percent from the bottom but what is that exactly. you know yeah but i don't know what buffett's up to a lot of buffett watchers have been kind of disappointed I'm I'm off the
1: Buffett train personally. I'm not a fan. I am not following anything he's doing. I think he's out of touch. And I, I don't know about this personal bet, but that is not one of the guys that I am following for investment strategies any longer. I've followed him a lot over the years and I don't really agree with his principles anymore with how the world works. So it's hard for me to really get behind sure. that. I, I like where your head sat down with the serious radio mentality with podcasting. There's no doubt we're heading into a new era with on-air personalities and how big it could be for brands. So, it, you know, that could definitely be a good buy. I honestly know nothing about the stock. I'm going to look it up when we get off here.
2: It's kind of like, a it's almost like a holding company where it seems like they have their hands in a bunch of different things and Sirius radio is just one of them. But, you know, I will say that Buffett's got the reputation of really doing his homework before he buys a company. And I doubt he's throwing darts at a board and seeing what's next to me.
0: He's not, and uh, he's got a, you know, he's got people working for him that are behind his philosophy and are young and motivated and you know even though he's very very old um i I don't think they're missing too many beats there this is just an unbelievable time frame in history so
2: so if anyone does want to look up that stock it's lsxmk and it's liberty media So I'm uh, going to keep my eyes on that one. And to kind of add to what you said, Dad, about the speculative stocks, I saw Kramer tweeted this morning kind of early that he's got a ton of people that keep hitting him up asking about all these speculative stocks and not the good value stocks. And he's like, anytime this happens, it's usually a sign that, you know, maybe we run up too hot when I start getting hit up by people asking me about these no-name speculative stocks. He definitely, you know, kind of put out a tweet. that We have run I'm up too hot. hot. You yeah. could
1: tell with where all the tech tra- stocks are trading, with where Facebook's gone up to. I love Facebook, but whenever I'm seeing these all-time highs continue to pop, we're de- we're due for some sort of retractment. There's no doubt. Um, but no, yeah. we're, now that we're bringing up Buffett, I think uh, I'm actually loving uh, KHC, Kraft Heinz Company. I've been doing my homework on them. I like the guy they just brought in, the former Panera exec, who is has a lot of marketing and branding background, which is really where they've been lacking, like a revamping. And I think this pandemic brings KHC back to life with ketchup, with macaroni. Um, I know they've been beaten to a pulp the last few years but great dividend I, I think right now is a great time to buy into that and I'm expecting there to be a new narrative on the future of craft Heinz. personally yeah i, I think there's a
0: winner chart, for what it's an interesting chart I mean this stock is down over the last three years from 93-ish and it yeah. got down to 20th ish right around i'm a big i'm
1: big on betting on the jockeys so i I like the guy they just brought in here i I really believe just like when chipotle brought in that guy from taco bell i I think this is one of those situations where they had a cultural issue with not understanding trends with their execs and they have a power brand and I, i would be shocked if they're not able to figure out how to gain momentum again i'm staring at a cat a tomato ketchup right in front of me (laughs) i to this day i'll never use any other ketchup personally and i've never owned the stock i'm buying it today
0: i I think it looks great on the charts that's the kind of story that you can feel comfortable with too and uh Mm
1: -hmm.
0: you know with speculation going on this is a safe place to be You know, I thought, yeah, when you uh, talk
1: about value stocks, like what Dan was just saying, what Kramer brought up, that to me is a great value stock right now. It's not speculative at all. And they're they're
2: anchored to stick around, they're not going anywhere. Yeah, I like that. On the way back, I was driving back from Florida and I listened to a new interview with the CEO of Shopify. And he brought up that Heinz Ketchup just got on Shopify. And for the first time in the entire history of that company, due to things changing in the pandemic, they set up a direct-to-consumer platform so you could buy Heinz product directly through them. So I, I think that goes in with lower saying, I think I'll ride trade with you. Anyone that doesn't know Shopify, I've been bullish on them. I mean... I was lucky to get in at the Way Bottom in March with them, and they've been on an insane run at this point. It's gotten a little out of control, but they essentially are an e-commerce platform that give mom and pop, or not even just mom and pop, any business that's essentially not Amazon, the tools and the platform to sell direct to consumer. So, you know, Mike, we've interviewed some business owners on our other podcast that use Shopify. Now you see companies like clients using Shopify. So uh, top five is also another play, another play, but obviously they're going up hot. I'm going to ride the Hinds the trade with you. I think that's a really good one. Boom, baby.
0: Yeah. And and, uh, just to, yeah. Just to emphasize this speculation that's going on out there. I started listening to Davey Trader from Barstool Sports, which most of you know who he is. And last night he, he gets these tweets from people. And they give him tips, and some of the tips he goes and buys them. So there was a Vancouver stock that was, I think it was called uh, Score Gaming. And I think it was trading uh, around 40 cents, up 32%. And he goes and buys it, and then he mentions it, and a minute later it was up 42%. And that's the kind of stuff, you know, if if you start hearing – I'm buying a Vancouver stock. Well, game over. Game over. Time to go home.
2: It's funny you just said that because as we're doing this, I just had somebody text me, OGI. They're watching this right now. Clearly, they want us to bring it up. Shout out Dan Vaz. We're bringing it up. So I look up OGI. I don't know what they are, but the first thing I see is some cannabis-related stock that you now is basically slightly over a penny stock at this point, Uh cannabis-based company which operates through its organism, cannabis, oil, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera.
0: I've heard right. of OGI.
1: That's probably off the bad earnings on, uh, GC, you know, Canopy last week. People are trying to buy into Aurora and them, which, yes. you know, it's interesting.
0: Well, this thing you mentioned, the stock—I'm looking at the chart. It's down from eight forty-four to a dollar eighty-two. I have no yeah, idea. Yeah, I
1: personally would—I'd be careful there, Vas.
2: I just have no pulse for the for the weed stocks right now. Like long term, I yeah, weed of one day is going to I know Corey bought some candy like
1: yesterday. I think it's long term, it's great entry points right now, but it's dead money short term. That's what you and, have to keep in mind. It's
2: And here's the thing. It's a very easy industry to tap into. And there's no telling which big, big time whale companies are on the sidelines ready to just take it over at uh, the first sign. Well, of yeah. But when you look <laughs>
1: at like uh, the reason I love a canopy, when you look at constellations, the investment they make in them,
2: there aren't just people
1: on the sidelines that are going to be able to come in and top that. You know, well, like they you already what? have institutional money behind them on another level. So why not just play
2: constellations at that
1: point? I'm playing canopy for my long-term play with the value play there for the space, the space itself. So I'm, I haven't gotten back in since that intraday trade, but I will be getting back in. Not yet though. I'm waiting because it's, I'm probably going to be getting in that hard in early 2021, probably the end of the first quarter or something like March of April of next year. And, And that's when I expect things to start shifting gears after the election, whether Trump's in office or not, if he's not, it's likely the federally legalization will happen way sooner. Even if he is, though, he won't care about his supporters on that level anymore that are so against marijuana because he wouldn't be able to be in office again. So I don't see that. Be I think that'll be a moot point after this actual election. So that's why I'm big on marijuana come early 2021 to jump hard into.
2: So I got a another stock that came up on my radar that's had a lot of insider buying lately, and which doesn't necessarily mean anything. It could have something to do with, you know, beginning of the month, but USA Truck. Check out the symbol on that. The uh, the ticker is USAK, and it's definitely an interesting chart. And in the last few days, there's been a lot of insider buying at the company. Mm, might be a yeah. Goldfeld, tech. You know, the Yeah, like here's the thing. I, like I said, I have this subscription that I follow that shows you when you, you can kind of filter out. So you can see when top hedge funds managers are buying and selling stock. And then you could also see when there's insider activity and, if it, and you could set it. So it's like if under a thousand shares, over a thousand shares, cluster buys. So I, I'll usually set it to cluster buys, which will show you if there's multiple people, like at least six people within one company that are buying up the stock and this this popped up and I was just looking at it and I was like, Oh, okay. And obviously it's kind of the same deal with all these stocks that have been beaten down. They essentially had no business during the pandemic, but if you look at what they do, it's not like, you know, business is coming back. So I thought that was an interesting one.
0: Yeah. And I, I would say um, the airlines, which have been running, uh, really hard the last uh, few days. I would take profits there. People own those uh, cruise ships. Same thing. Um, they just—it's too fast. You know, you can't just go up in a straight line after almost being out of business. It's true.
2: <laughs> and, and and again, some of them have come down a ton. Like another interesting stock for you guys to look at is—and uh, this is one that. Darren was telling me that he's been hearing some things about. And, you know, I, obviously, anytime somebody says that, you want to take it with a grain of salt because everyone's got their own people talking and giving them tips and things like that. But, US foods, the symbols USFD, and it's their chart that just looks super interesting. They went public in 2016, had a great first four to five years, and then the pandemic hit. And if you look at their chart, they've just Fallen off an absolute map Vaz just brought up plug Vaz, my dad loves plug he's got a good buddy that has done a ton of research on plug and this guy anytime he's thrown stocks our way it's only been three times in the last five years they have been grand slams not even home runs grand Band on sl- plug. The, big, the big thing with plug is the timing you know I think, Bob, why don't you speak on it? Cause he's your friend.
0: No, no, I mean, the only thing I would say about plug is they just raised money, um, which they did not really need, but one of their big customers is Amazon. And, um, what they do is hydro powered hydrogen powered, uh, forklifts. So you think of the the account Amazon. Account. what's that Mike?
1: They're Tesla in the equipment uh, rental space when you think about it, like for the moving the forklifts and they're the future. of the yeah. industrial.
0: Yeah. But yeah. I think they were uh, kind of forced by their uh, big customer. And I don't know if that's true or not, to raise money. And um, it seemed like it was a little expensive on how they did it. So I think that put a little pressure on the stock um I've just been trading at four to four and a half. I don't think this thing is running away anytime soon, and I don't think I would buy it above four at this point. You know, for a trade, long term that's-, that's a whole different story. That's well, how I say
2: long part. term, though, Dad. On a stock like that, what are you referring to? Because
1: I think with a guy like Baz might bring that up, wondering is this a good entry point to make insane returns in a few years like what are we talking about long term when we talk about these small caps
0: well this company has been speculative for a long time so you can make the case that it's kind of been a dud over the years well
1: it was trading in what the thousands back in the late 90s i I don't know
0: i don't know how long it's been around or where it's been trading but um you know i think there's a lot of these stocks and in this kind of market you don't need to be in these things. You know, you can find solid, safer names. I don't that-
1: think plug's a speculative stock, though. If you look at the jobs they added last year and how they're set up and right. how these major companies are able to get tax breaks on being more efficient with those types of products. So I, I don't look at them as speculative. I think that they're set up for where we are in the world now and that they should be a growth stock soon.
0: Well, they should be, but then on the other hand, if their biggest customer is Amazon, and in this case,
2: you
0: know that is the case with Plug. What if Amazon, a new guy, comes into their uh, office where they buy, you know, contracts and whatnot, and says, "We a don't, new guy, who, yeah, who, we don't want why? to do it that way anymore." And all of a sudden, they lose the Amazon contract.
1: Right? I don't see, when you say don't a new guy, I think they have a a stranglehold on that niche and. They're also working with Kroger and Walmart. I I think that they are the power player in that. And they're actually an essential piece of Amazon's infrastructure.
2: I think it's just important to bring up both sides of it. And that's where I think dad's just kind of bringing up the possible downside of it, even though long-term it does look like a good one. Another stock we're being asked about right now is G N U S, which is genius brands. Shout out Dave Becker, uh, This is a United States-based brand management company, and they provide entertaining and enrichment content for toddlers and tweens.
0: Well, that song was a rocket ship. It took off about uh, a week ago, uh, and it looks like it's in orbit. (laughs) I have—I've
1: honestly never even heard of it, Dave. I've
0: I've never heard heard of it either. Twenty-five cents to two dollars and sixty-two cents in a week.
2: Yeah, and this is where like I'm looking at companies like Microsoft to possibly, hopefully, break out. Not companies that I've never heard of. Like I look at Microsoft. Looks like almost in neutral 180 for a while. I think you get rewarded here in that name because I just think people ultimately are going to want to be in the names that they're going to be able to trust through some sort of downturn. And I mean, if we like, yesterday. I think we should touch on what we were talking about yesterday here because some of our picks were absolute home runs yesterday. I mean, yesterday was an interesting day in the market. Peloton up massively, Zoom up massively. Um, what, what other ones were we talking oh, about? I think
0: we had, like, had Boeing. Boeing,
2: Boeing and DraftKings. Boeing led the day. It looked like in trading volume, like some of these stopped stocks. Are, I, yeah, maybe we could talk about this a little because – it seems like there's a difference between a stock running up 15% in a day off of low trading volume a stock like boeing being up 3% in a day but having substantial trading volume is there is that something to look at
0: well look i mean you're talking about boeing which is this you know a company that is a blue chip and then you're comparing it to one of these speculative issues um Volume is obviously important to a a stock moving up or down, but it's not the end all. I mean, when technical traders look at the chart, they look at volume as being important. Like you'll see when a stock has a low, when you look back on it, it's usually on extremely heavy volume. Like people finally just ruin the towel and they're out. And then new buyers can come in and the stock kind of has a free... Ride up for a while because the volume's done with. You know, people are out, so, so you know it depends. Let me
2: ask you. Hmm? Well, no. What, what I was going to say is kind of, and kind of like you were about to say it going in, but like when you look at everything going on with Robinhood and these new age apps that are allowing our generation to pile in the stock market, arguably like never in history. Is that dangerous or is that a recipe to possibly drive the stock market up so much higher than ever before? I think that's seems- a combo.
0: You know, it, I, I don't know what the total volume in dollars is of uh, Robinhood. I mean, it, it's definitely a factor, especially in the speculative names. Uh, if that's what people are doing, if they're all talking about, uh, you know, for example, DraftKings that extra volume can tip the scales, that extra uh, buying could tip the scales and cause a stock to go higher. You know, every day, the buying and selling in a stock are, you know, almost balanced. You know, when the stock's unchanged, you had just as many buyers as sellers that day at the same price, right? Um, when, it, when it tips one way or the other, it's because of a little bit of volume change. And it doesn't take much to tip the scale on a given day. Over time, its fundamentals will win out. But uh, in the short term, it definitely has an effect.
2: Look, I think like DraftKings is interesting because everyone keeps kind of throwing that name around now and talking like it's a speculative stock, but I, I find it hard to think of a situation where DraftKings does not blow out their earnings, their sales for a while now. I mean, it's such a dominant platform, and I think a lot of people don't realize it's not just betting. You can go on there and play table games. I mean, we, uh, people love to gamble. We, we, we're in a world full of places. DraftKings, Amazon, casino stocks. I think it's a home run long term. I think the volatility, though, it could get. It's just been in a straight line up. So at some point, that is
1: definitely. I would be careful short term with DraftKings. I think we're going to hit some sort of. Something soon. There's no doubt. My guess is it's going to run up to around 50 and then go down a bit. Like, I'm thinking that $50 mark is where you can be careful. Yeah, when it gets around yeah. so there.
0: The the yeah. Take the money and run. What's that? Take the money and run and in wait in for in a, a better day. day. I,
1: keep, I look at it like, you know, I don't want to be too greedy here.
2: But even so, yesterday,
1: I got in and out of the stock intraday. And, so here's you know, been Penn, my strategy. You
2: had a good call on Penn. So Penn, I, I've been doing a lot of day trading with, but ultimately I'm also super long on it. But back to DraftKings, I mean, my personal strategy with DraftKings is I got in under 20, I took on a massive position, and then as soon as it hit 29, every day I've just been trading off a little bit some position. And I still, you know, want to keep the position a little bit north of like that 45k range, but it, it's trimming it down as it goes up. That way, if it does come down hard one day, I feel like at least I a lot of leading up to that. But it is a company that, long term, I really, really believe in. Whether it's because they get acquired or because they just continue to do what they're doing. The other thing that's interesting that no one really talked about is Flutter Entertainment, which owns FanDuel. Because back when I was screwing around with those sites, I I used FanDuel. Wait, Dan,
1: you're breaking up a bit. What company?
2: FanDuel. Uh, Flutter Entertainment owns Mm -hmm. FanDuel. Flutter Entertainment's like a, I think a European holding company. And what I'm saying is, before, like, I used FanDuel. I never even used DraftKings. And if DraftKings gets all the attention, no one talks about FanDuel, which is owned by the Flutter Entertainment Company. So I think that that's an interesting company to look at. I don't know what your guys' thoughts are on that. Um, my thoughts are
1: gaming got so beaten down and has now rebounded nicely. And I think it's rebounded a bit too much off of, All this optimism and meanwhile we still aren't back to everything being open with sports so i'm kind of a bit skeptical with how much this has run up and i'm that's why at the moment i'm on the sidelines i've been in and out of these gaming stocks like mgm even it's gone on a hell of a run the last few weeks
0: look they're all they're in the same boat the gambling stocks the the airlines all the travel industry they've run up tremendously Time to take a breather in my view. I'm
1: with you. Long term, it's a home run. But I, I don't think it's a home run from here short term with how much it's run up. And everyone has been jumping in it. And now it's clearly on the mainstream. I love where your head's at with the FanDuel owner because they're under the radar a bit. But even with them, I would let things rotate a little. I think gaming has gotten way too much love. With the lockdown, uh, yeah.
2: we're on our last minute here. This went quick, so do we got any picks of the day before we close this out, Dad? I'm going. Yeah. I'm going to
1: actually buy. I mentioned Uber yesterday. I didn't pull the trigger yet. I'll be pulling the trigger on that in Kraft Heinz catch up today.
0: And uh, I like Chevron, and I still like the drug stock. I'm playing defensive. I said this yesterday. That's how I feel right now. Chevron, so drug CBN. Stock work? It, take your pick. I think you buy a fund if you want to play the drug stocks. It's easier. If not, you Waxo, know, Merck, take your and, pick. Uh, yeah, I'm, uh,
2: I also like the drug stocks. I, I know I've been big on Seattle genetics. And I'm I went with up. you on that
1: yesterday, Dan.
2: Yeah, so let's see Seattle genetics break out. They had a really, really good cancer research report come out. Seems like they're going to kind of be the new norm with treatment. So uh, let's see it. Have a good day, everybody. We're gonna gonna start on YouTube and put up our subscription. All right, yeah, yeah. Let's make some money and have a day, guys.